Hello and welcome to the Overdrive podcast with me, Lloyd Bonson. Me, Tim Geddes. And me, Will Shepherd. And uh, today we're going to be having a little bit of a discussion about possibly the greatest era of rallying, uh, which came to an end 30 years ago uh, this month, and that being the, the era of Group B. Um, now, Group B was a set of regulations that came out in 1982 and was meant to be uh, devised for both sports car racing and rallying. Um, and it meant that uh, manufacturers only needed to uh, produce 200 vehicles for homologation. Uh, and it, it gave us some great cars, not just in terms of, of rallying, but also in racing as well. Um, it was uh, the, the, the uh, regulations that gave us the basis of cars like the Porsche 959 and the Ferrari F40. Uh, but in terms of rallying, it gave us some great cars. And I think I, spe- I, I speak for all three of us. When I say, apart from maybe one or two cars, all of our favourite rally cars come from that period. Um, it was also uh, an era that uh, was quite controversial. Um, the the cars were almost uh, almost bombs on wheels, and uh, during 1986, as cars got faster, um, there was tragedy to be had. Um, on the Portuguese rally in 1986, uh, one of the national drivers, Joachim Santos, uh, came through and had a horrendous accident with a number of spectators, of which uh, 31 people were injured and three were killed. Uh, and later on during the season in the Tour de Course, uh, the Lancia of Henry Toivonen had a had a horrific, horrific accident, uh, and basically the driver was sat on top. The driver and the co-driver were sat on top of the the fuel tanks, and the the thing just went off like a, a bomb. Um, absolutely tragic time, um, but it did give give us some some great great looking cars. Um, but in light of those incidents, the FIA banned it at the end of that season, uh, reverting all rallying to Group A specification, uh, which then gave us uh, cars like the HF Integrale and the Sierra IRS 500 Cosworth. But getting back to Group B and and some of the great cars and, and rallies from that period, um, I, I think let, let's let's firstly let's talk about some of the great cars because there were some epic epic cars. Um, I, I I I can't even begin to to pick out a favourite to be honest. They're, all of them were were were, uh, were brilliant. But of course, the car that uh, that really started it off uh, was the the Audi Quattro. Um, four wheel drive, and it was uh, it was uh, the, the car really that gave the basis of of the Group B regulations. I mean, the the, the short wheelbase Audi Quattro. I mean, the, the Metro Six R Four, the RS Two Hundred. Do you know what I mean they they just they are what signifies the whole of Group B rallying. You, you, to me, the Metro 6R4 is probably the best rally car ever to be produced. That's really? a big statement about a piece of British-laden metal, to be honest. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, actually, I can uh, see your point. It's good, but for me, it's always going to be the Peugeot T16. That's got a very, very uh, special place in my heart. Um, yeah, in- interesting. I mean, the Metro 6R4, um, a fantastic car. Um, and um, one that was developed with uh, in, in combination with uh, Patrick Head and the Williams Formula One team. 
Um, uh, at the time, I think uh, British Lane and Austin Rover Group, uh, as they were known at the time, uh, were, were sponsoring the Williams team and uh, went to them to, to help them uh, develop the car and, and wind tunnel test it. Great car, um, uh, V6 engine, four-wheel drive, and uh, the engine that was in the back of that um, in, a, in a later um, uh, design uh, actually came back with two turbochargers and went in the back of the Jag XJ220 which I'm not sure many people know that, but that was where the, the engine for the Jag XJ220 came from, was the Metro 6R4. Um, yeah, the, the Peugeot 205 T16, what a great, uh, what a great idea. Take the, the silhouette of uh, a humble family hatchback and um, uh, stick a dirty, great big turbocharged engine in the back of it. Uh, again, similar sort of design to the 6R4 in, in, in many ways. And possibly one of my favourite cars from the period, the, uh, the Lancia Delta S4. Um, uh, what, a, what a cracking car. And the Delta S4 was turbocharged and supercharged uh, because one wasn't quite good enough. <laughs> I can always uh, rely on the Italians just to uh, go one louder. Yeah, and uh, and the other thing I guess that a lot of people aren't aware of was that um, uh, the FIA were already aware that Group B was getting a little bit out of hand and were putting development plans in place for something called Group S, uh, which was going to restrict the car's power. But that was about it. It was going to encourage uh, innovation in the design, and, um, and and there was some some interesting cars that were being proposed for that. Um, uh, there was a further development of the, uh, the 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 Lancia Delta S4. Um, there was going to be a Toyota MR2 uh, based uh, rally car, um, uh, and, and and some some other interesting vehicles. And the concept uh, later came back in uh, in the late nineties as the uh, the World Rally Car spec. But uh, yeah, it was quite interesting to, uh, to 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 see how that would have uh, carried on at the time. Um, yeah, I, I think we, we 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 can all say that that was a, a great great period in in history, and a lot of the cars ended up in rally cross. And and your favourite car, Tim, the the two hundred five T sixteen, went on to win the the Dakar Rally as well. Oh yeah, it was uh, it was just such a great design. It could lend itself to just about anything. Yeah, the uh, one thing that I've uh, regrets about with uh, Group B is the safety record. It, you know, that I think we all need to look back at with a, you know, uh, heavy heads. But realistically, I think the FIA should have actually, rather than banning it and uh, bringing in lower power, should have actually uh, gone to the safety side of things uh, a lot earlier. It's a case of, as you say, you know, uh, two people were sat on top of a petrol tank. Whenever was that going to be a good idea? You know, there's. Uh, Something that the FIA should have been looking at that a long time ago, and it's going, mm, you don't sit people on explosive substances. It's, uh, yeah, that that was never going to be a good idea. It, it was it was a knee jerk reaction. It was a knee jerk reaction because, I mean, you had such a massive fan base for such a good series, then you have a disaster like that the the first thing they do is right let's let's ban it get rid of it and bring in something else what like you say tim it, it should have been a case of right let's look at the safety aspect of it and and look at that side of it and make everything safer from the driver point of view 
you you can't make the courses safer because the fans are always going to get well, as, we, as close as they can. I, I, I think that was also part of the problem. Um, you know, the, the, there were especially in Portugal uh, some of the uh, uh, some of the Mediterranean countries. The fans just would not stand out of the way. It was almost like a badge of honour if you got hit by one of the cars. You know that that was that was the thing you wanted to touch the car. Um, and I know many of the drivers, Stig Blomqvist, um, who I've spoken to on a number of occasions, has said, you know, it was just crazy. You were driving off and you could not see the road through the people, and you it, you just had to go as fast as you can in the in the hope that these people were going to get out of the way and just drive mm-hmm. through through sheer um, through sheer adrenaline and and, and but get but your through co-pilot that knew knew the knew the the track. He knew where he was going, and it was like the parting of the seas of the fans. As long as the fans were there, you knew the road was there. They were going to part. Yes, that that's part yeah, but, of the but, danger, and you get that in you get that in the like Norway and Iceland and stuff like that when when they do the rallies over there. You're you're going to get them that close. I, I think it's fair to say though that that in the last certainly in the last 15 years um that uh, that uh, that sort of craziness element of, of people standing right in the middle of the road um has gone um, which is good that, that's good um that's sensibility comes into play there <laughs> well exactly that's exactly. natural selection uh, well and and that too um <laughs> You can eliminate the idiots, put them in, put them in the centre yeah. of the road. Uh, but, yeah, I hate that, and especially for the drivers. But you know, uh, when these people are gone, maybe we can have some more sensible fans. It's uh, yeah, I do actually think you can make spectating safer. I'm going to uh, refer back to NASCAR here. NASCAR, you can get right to the edge of the track, but you've got huge safety barriers there now. After some frankly horrible accidents, you can't put that in in rallying. No, but you can't put that there. But I think it proves you can make the sport safer for spectators. It can be done. It's just got to be done differently. But you know, let's not say things can't be done. I think they can. Yeah, and I think I think the problem was at the time um, there wasn't necessarily the awareness or the understanding of how uh, how that could be done. Um, some great drivers from the uh, the period, um, from the Group B period. We've talked a lot about the cars, uh, but there were some great drivers during that period, many of whom um, had some car- fantastic careers beforehand and went on to some great career uh, uh, afterwards. Ari Vatanen, superb, uh, superb driver, who, as we said, uh, you know, then went on to win the uh, the Dakar Rally with with uh, with Peugeot. U.R. Kankinen, Stig Blomquist, Marco Allen. Uh, some some superb drivers, Max Biasion, um uh, also some drivers. Carlos Science has come through from that from that era. You've yep. got Hannu Mikola. Do you know what I mean you, you've got a, a massive massive influx of drivers that were you had you had at least ten at least ten drivers that were household names through rallying. Now, you and, don't get that now. And, and let's not forget, of course, we almost had an outright female world champion in 1982 with Michelle Mouton in the Audi, uh, just losing it at, at the last rally by 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 a couple of points. Uh, some superb, some superb rallying and, and, and great uh, great stages uh, at the time, as you, you know. 
those were the days of the big fire breathing fire spitting cars going through the Kilda Forest and and so on. Oh, you bring back many fond memories here. Is nothing like uh, you know sitting there as a kid watching the BBC Two Rally Special, watching cars flying past uh, you know the trees at 140 miles an hour with snow on the ground, or as if you're lucky enough to get there as a spectator, waiting for that moment, wrapped up to the uh, eyeballs just so you could be absolutely pelted with gravel by a you know fire breathing uh, monster. You know, Piloted by Yuhar Kankin and and those are those are household names you don't get in rallying these days. Back then, those rally drivers were as famous as Formula One drivers. These days, it's only really motorsport heads that actually know who these people are. They're not bringing in the the the, the well, frankly, the uh, the glamour anymore. I, I tell you, it's a championship that does need to incorporate more female drivers. That's that's where you're going to find it. A lot more drivers female drivers coming into the sport can actually excel at doing rallying and yeah and you know we've had some there have been some fantastic female rally drivers we mentioned Michelle Mouton fantastic during the Group B era uh, and what a coup for for Audi to have her um, in the team developing that car Uh, but since then Louise Aiken Walker the Simonite sisters um, you know there have been some 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 great uh, some some great uh, uh, rally drivers out there Uh, I'm just trying to think of uh, I know there's a couple Louise Cook at the moment um, based down in Kent who's trying to get out there and get back into the World Rally Championship uh, in the Fiesta for next season which will be great if uh, if she can get out there um, so yeah the, that's probably where, you, where you're likely to see as you say a good parity uh, between uh, the male and the female drivers but getting back to Group B um, let's just have one one final word um any particular favourite outstanding moments um, for, for, for any of you from the, the Group B era? I'm going to go back to uh, my favourite memory of the uh, Kilda Forest and uh, you know, just watching something uh, fly past, fire breathing out the back, 140 miles an hour, flicking gravel everywhere. You know, it, it's just one of those uh, moments as a kid where you, just, you, you don't know which one of your senses is more excited. Okay, well... For me, I think when you when you're going to take a look, you look at the Group B's. It's got to be uh, Audi Quattro going through some some of like um, the tarmac stages. Oh, Corsica, you yeah. Know, Corsica yeah. going going through those and getting as close as you can to the brick walls that are just lining every single turn. Just, I mean. When you've got a car with that much power and that much prowess to get it round a tarmac circuit like Corsica, it's just unbelievable. Um, I think for me, the 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 thing that sticks out for me about um, uh, about Group B, and um, it's although not my favourite car of the Group B era, it's one of my favourite cars, the Ford RS two hundred, and I remember the first time seeing a picture of that in a um, a car magazine. It might have been uh, something like Car or Fast Lane at the time. I can't remember uh, exactly which one, but uh, I just remember seeing the pictures of it and just looking at it and going, "Wow!" It, it just totally, totally took my breath away as a, uh, a as a kid. And I, every every other car that I then saw since uh, that was involved in the Group B era just has done the same thing. I just look at them and go, 
wow. Even today, they still create a wow factor. And that's something, I, apart from maybe the Lancia Strados, that's not something you've seen from any rally car before or since, in my opinion. Um, thank you, uh, uh, as always, for listening. Thank you again, Tim and Will, for your, for your comments. And uh, hopefully you can join us again next time. Till then, bye-bye.